Hello. Hello. Can I? Hello. It's me. <laughs> uh, the, I don't remember the words. God damn it. Thank you. <laughs> well, that was I a good start. Love I love Adele. Thank you. Good. I let me share with you really quickly because I saw it in my mind. So Adele's uh, someone like you when it came out. Mm -hmm. I was 21 and I had just moved to Oregon and I am famous for finding somewhere where no one can hear me so I can sing at the top of my lungs, right? Mm -hmm. So I had moved in. I was living with our cousin Amy. Susan, her husband, Thor, and Amy's three kids in this house. And I love the experience, but there was like a school with like an echoey courtyard, like down the street. So in the middle, like at 11 a or 11 PM, I would go into this echoey little corner of the school and seeing Adele, someone like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Their fucking no, baby. <laughs> Everyone too. I want to even sing. Oh, girl, that's the devastating thing. My smoking habit has really like what a gift to squander. Honestly, honestly, like I'm disappointed in myself. Hmm. But I, I know, know that I can totally rebuild. It's totally fine. I feel like how you sing is perfect as you are. Thank you. Uh, Miley Cyrus recently, like her music came out and they're all like, you smell, you sound like you've smoked for 70 years. And she's like, this is my new voice. And I'm like, God damn it. Me too, Miley. I think it's awesome. We all <laughs> have different voices. And I personally am a fan of the people whose voices are different and unique because my singing voice is very different, <laughs> very unique. <laughs> You know, I used to sound like a Disney princess. Like I couldn't sing anything not sounding like pleasant and sweet and like belty and ballady, honestly. And it used to piss my siblings off because I'd sing like their rap music, but like sing songy, they would get so bad. <laughs> and I'm so loud. Like I said, like when I belt, I belt, baby. Mm, I love it. But do you know that every cell in your body completely regenerates every single thing in your body every seven years? Um, so the chronic illness or like you're just creating more of those cells. But realistically, if you change the way you think and interact with your body in seven years, you could be literally a whole new person. I totally agree with that. Um. And it makes me think of that quote by Albert Einstein, who I freaking love. I know. And, I love you love. <laughs> yeah. So that quote that is imagination is yes. like way better than knowledge. I can't now I'm like all sh shy and freezing up. I can't remember it word by word, but I do believe like the mind is so powerful and it's not only just through affirmations and like our mind power, but the mind, body, spirit, it's all connected. And so if something's going on, um, in your body or, you know, 
with your body, it's a good indication of like your own personal beliefs, your own thoughts. And I talk about this on like one of my podcasts on my, my podcast, um, that I have, but drop it girl. Well, and like, I didn't go into as much depth. There's always more depth that we can go into there, but that's one of the things I'm very passionate about. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, and we talked about this yesterday a little bit. Yeah, I was just going to say, we talked about pregnancy and how much you fall into your body when you're pregnant and stuff. Um, but I was thinking about that too, because when I hit the beginning of my Saturn return, that's kind of like where you stand in front of the mirror for the very first time and take a look at your life and what you've created. And mm. then you're asked to honestly assess everything and leave behind what you don't want to take with you for the next 30 years and cultivate what you want to take with you. That's what a Saturn return is really, but it's painful for me as like a, like I take a lot of pride in myself. I certainly am more egoic. I think personally, it's pretty healthy to have a good ego and, but being humbled like that in such a, like in your face way, (laughs) it sucks, dude. But when I started mine, when I looked into my mirror, I saw that I had cultivated my mind and left my body in the dust. Like I remember at 16 years old being so depressed and miserable and then just deciding that I was bouncing on that. Like I'm going to live life like, like in my imagination too hard because I just forgot that I was a human too. And so when I looked in the mirror and saw like how much I left my poor human body that gets me through this whole thing every day gets up, walks like, and I've been so fortunate to be so very healthy and there's really not much I can't do if I set my mind physically to doing it. So I had a lot of repentance basically to my body. Like my ego had to be humbled over and over again taught like self-control, self-love, what Mm -hmm. truly self-love is, listening to what your body needs, uh, Mm -hmm. knowing when to push it. Like it's, it's, it's a lot (laughs) to learn. Mm. This is juicy because again, I feel like we, we maybe fall at opposite spectrums. Yes. Um, I love that about us. (laughs) Because I like when I look back and when I was 16 and in my high school years, I just feel like I'm really in my body. Like that's just how I'm designed, um, without the use of drugs or anything like that. I'm really in my body. And so it was hard because, um, and maybe we should, we should tell our own little versions of like what the experience is like, of being in the body versus being in the head because um maybe some people don't understand that yes Uh, so but yeah when I was like 16 I would work out and I would go for jogs like I remember going to the gym for like two hours a day um my baby brother's like that I love that about people Yeah. Well, it wasn't healthy because it was like, I was so like, I would, if I ate a cookie, I felt so guilty. Like I was like, I have to go run on the treadmill for like two hours. You know what I mean? And it just everything I was obsessed with my body 
and like food of like the image of what I would look like. And if I could like perform for men sexually, um, you know what I mean? All those things. So it was like, it wasn't healthy. Um, and I didn't, I didn't feel healthy because I would like go and work out and spend all this time working out. And then I'd come home like later that night binge, you know, or like eat dessert and then like feel like crap again. So I wasn't like very, like I was in my body, but mentally connecting like, and like connecting my body to my mind and consciously recognizing like what was happening. Yes. Um, and the connection there, am I making sense? No, you totally are. And honestly, Michaela, that's why I admire those people is because I, I literally kind of pushed out basically. And I hate that term. Actually, I wimped out, if you will, um, at 16, because being in your body is a whole nother level of what you just described. So much guilt and shame lives in the body. Mm. And I did not want to dabble in that shit. So I just bounced. Like, I, like really, I remember consciously being like, peace, bitch. And I just decided to never feel those ever. 300 pounds later, because they're building. It's not like Mm -hmm. I wasn't experienced in that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, so when I see people like you that, you not only lived in it, but you long-term coped with it and are so much more comfortable with those things than me. It's just like working out a muscle. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's why I admire you so much because watching you click into the consciousness, I know, honestly, like once you catch it, it's so easy. It really is. Mm -hmm. And so I'm watching catch and catch and catch and catch and I'm like oh my god I want to be on your coattails <laughs> I'm so excited you teach me so much every time we talk well hey yeah I feel I feel the same way about you and your mind <laughs> you are a genius um and I yeah mutually learn just as much one thing I want to touch like touch on just really quick if it's okay um you mentioned like suppressed feelings like how yeah. you were like, peace out, guilt and shame, like, fuck yeah. you. And I'm like a firm believer that like, <laughs> for me, I'm like guilt and shame. Like when, be conscious of those, like, don't just ignore it and like push it under the rug, but like be conscious of where guilt and shame is coming up in your life and then figure out a way that you can put action, physical action, your body action behind like the fuck you whether it's breath work um you know just ex like getting out mother gaia um in the mountains with nature and you can combine all of them you can get out in the mountains or in nature with breath work with movement um and if you're not familiar with like somatic movement and those things i would recommend looking into those and learning about those um But I just had this guy text me today. This is where I was going with this. 
And, you know, I love to talk about guys. I'm a little guy crazy. I always have been. So I love telling my guy stories. We talk so often about guys because, you know, I'm the same freaking way. I always have some dude that I'm like, girl. (laughs) Yes. And we're not alone. So we're not alone. I'm here. We learn through. That's what it comes down to. We learn through men. Go on. And I love men. So anyways, I had this guy text me this song. He sent me a couple songs. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. wow, someone's romantic. Like I was flattered and they were romantic songs. Totally, I and, it, blush. and it was like so not like him because you like in person, he's so like, um, how would I just like rusty and like he's not soft and gentle like he'll go to move something and it's almost like he slaps whatever he's like (laughs) touching you know what I mean (laughs) to move it yeah and so I'm like someone's a romantic like hello and he's like I've suppressed it is literally what he texted me and I'm like well, you can't forever. Like, I I think, like, people sometimes don't realize that, yes, you can suppress your feelings, but eventually they will surface for you to fill and to deal with, whether it's through a physical illness or, um, you know, just eventually you're going to have to fill it and no, something I- will bring it up. I was going to say, actually, I don't think um, if you choose not to fill it, you and just continue to suppress, 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 you'll die. Your bot, like you said, that's when you get like cancer and die or mm-hmm. you commit suicide or mm-hmm. like you really you can indeed keep suppressing it until game over. But you're being asked constantly every day to handle it yes so and ways that you can suppress oh sorry go ahead the reason why I bring that up is because my older siblings are 10 years my senior basically eight nine and ten years older than me and Mm -hmm. their generation with the amount of overdose and suicides like 50 percent of their graduating class literally is dead And then my generation, we have been like very medicated to become very numb to all of this and use medications to solve all the problems. Mm -hmm. And so, like I'm saying, like to say that there's no choice, but to handle it is, is not doing us any favor because there is a choice and it's called like coping, like either game over or you are literally dependent on things that you ingest to keep you going every day. Right. And I'm so sad about it because I love our generation and we really are like a force to be reckoned with. And I feel like that's why we fall into that, where we choose ourselves that we either like have to learn how to be different than the world we grow up in, or we like numb to fit into it. And Mm -hmm. I just want more of us to be like, no, come out. You know, it's really interesting that you're mentioning medication and to just to ingest something to function, because that's one thing that I, like I was realizing and conscious of my own shit while I was in my own shit, trying to get out of my own shit. Uh 
Uh-huh. And then I became pregnant and it really like snapped me out of like, I don't even know how, but it was just like, I quit everything cold Turkey. I quit weed. I quit vaping. I quit taking medication. Um, of like, pregnancy. Yeah. Like Adderall Vivance and like coming off of that stuff, cold Turkey, was hard enough, but then it's like to, to actually function in the world with the food that is available at the grocery stores with like the shit, the preservatives, the dyes, like you look, I was looking at trail mix the other day and it's like blue, yellow, like for the coloring, you know what I mean? Like even in pickles, it's crazy. And so And we wonder why we feel like we don't have energy to function. And then it's like to go to the gym, we have to take this pre-workout and that's normal. And we almost like flaunt our pre-workout instead of like really getting real and being like, shit is fucked up. Let's get real about it. I actually am really looking and reflecting on myself right now because I had an opportunity last year to have the most bountiful beautiful garden and all of it preserved and I got distracted and did not follow through with that and most of my diet is whole foods and the produce in the grocery store has been frozen and is like old and it's devastating to me because that's main diet I have and I knew I needed to garden for that And I didn't do it. (laughs) I'm like, God damn it, Samantha. Yeah. I mean, I'm grateful for the, the produce that is available because Lord knows I don't have a garden right now. Um, and that's something that's on my plan too. Um, but like I took a bite of an apple and I have this like fruit and vegetable wash that I keep and I used it on this apple. And then I, still took a bite of it and it was like you could taste just like preservatives up my asshole and (laughs) like it was disgusting it was absolutely disgusting and so and that's that's why I'm saying but I do like to make note that like I'm not blaming the food system they're doing what they had to do I get it I'm the one making the choice to only having the grocery stores available because I didn't follow through with the garden. So I do like to point that out. Like I definitely am not blaming the grocery stores and the produce that we have available. I'm not blaming that. I'm that's why I'm so frustrated with myself of like Samantha Noel, you know, better, you knew better, you knew better, but you can take the actions you knew you just preached it. Which, gosh, I fall prey to that. Yeah, I mean, we all, at the end of the day, have to take responsibility for where we're at. Um, But I do think it's important to, like, call ourselves out on our bullshit and Mm -hmm. call shit out for what it is and then take responsibility and do things differently. Um, If you don't, you'll repeat it. For sure. For sure. And And it will come up harder. Will yes. come up more intense. That is one thing that, like, um, when you were talking about like being in the head instead of the body, right? One thing about the head is a very safe space because the body is like ever expanding. It is the void. You know what I'm saying? And that's why it some of the heavier things live there, right? 
So one thing that I am grateful that I learned really early in life was cycles and how it, it really is like a video game where if you don't complete this level, you're going to keep repeating it. And I caught on to that lit so young and it has saved my ass, like my ability to learn, bounce back and just keep growing off of not fearing like failures or being like, well, it didn't work out. Like I'm super grateful for that. And that is a lot of like headiness, like I said, <laughs> and yeah. I was also, that was one thing about becoming a mom that was life altering for me too, is because my standards of like needs and wants were so minimalist energetically because I was ignoring all my body. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but then I had a daughter and I was like, damn, because so much of my life had to immediately change in order to take care of a body because I'm taking care of my baby's body. Right. And it's kind of embarrassing, but her first like two years, we ate completely different foods because I wouldn't feed what I was eating to my baby. Yeah. Sorry, a plane's going over me. That's okay. I can I can still hear you just great. So to me, like think of how like that's embarrassing to even admit to myself that for a couple years of Vivian eating, she ate what I eat now today. And I ate shit that I knew I shouldn't be eating because I wouldn't feed it to my child. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can relate to that. I was drinking. Oh I was God. smoking. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, God, I am sat on a bench. Samantha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, but in all reality, after it's all said and done, a few years of it, like I said, the re- your Saturn return starts around 27-ish. You'll start feeling it. You're in the heat of it at like 28, 29, 30s. You'll feel the echo of it. And then by 31, 32, you will, you, you start to smile at it and be like, humble pie is best served hot. Like a good humbling for me, I welcome it at this point. Because I realized how much I've overdeveloped my, like that ego, dude. And so like, yeah. I need my lashes. It's, it's nice to be there. <laughs> um, it's funny because you mentioned pie and I'm like, oh, hot pies. Ooh, hot diggity it, dog. It is hot, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> the temptations are always there. But yeah, I love that you mentioned the your Saturn return. Um, how, how old are you right now? I'm horrible. I should know. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Cause I want to come back to this pinnet, but where you said the temptations are around for the pie, let me give you the best advice I'd ever heard in my whole life. And it changed my life. The okay. person, yeah. If you want a baked good, bake yourself a baked good. Buy the ingredients that you are allowing yourself to make. And now with online, you can look up anything. You know what I'm saying? How to make a cupcake using like almond flour, you know, whatever the alternatives that you customize to your body that your body needs and, but make it at home. If you make it, enjoy it. Do not do the instant gratification of just buying it made somewhere else with ingredients that you don't know with tons of extra preservative ingredients. 
Like mm. it was just such, because it's not restrictive. It's another thing of giving you permission to eat whatever you want, but you have to make it. I and love I'm like, that. Okay, fine. And I still to this day practice that. Like if I want a cookie, I make cookies with Vivian and I enjoy every freaking cookie. <laughs> like oh, it is, I love like, that. It's energetically different. I don't know how else to describe it. Now, back to what you were saying. I am 32 years old. I was born in 1989. So you just got over your Saturn return not too long ago, two years ago, I guess, in 2020. True, true. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, yeah. I still was feeling weak, wakes of it in the 30s for sure, was still feeling like I was barely having my head underwater and had Vivian like held up above my head to make sure she wasn't in it at all. (laughs) And then by like 31, I was able to like, you know, get some good footing. And by 32, it's come like, there's no end point. That's another acceptance too, of like every day it's every day. Yeah. So it's literally every day, just keep doing your best. (laughs) So how would you describe, there is no end point and I completely agree with you. I do think that you can learn and you can definitely break cycles and patterns. Does it happen overnight? Fuck no. no. Um, so how, for those that don't know what a Saturn return is, this is related to astrology. Yes. And what is a Saturn return? What does that look like? What does it feel like? Okay. How would you describe it? I love that because I use the verbiage Saturn return, but like Joseph Campbell has the hero's journey. Um, The like indigenous Australian people have, they call it a walkabout. Um, Like they're, they're just different stages in the human life, basically. And we label it a lot as like, kids, uh, preteens, teens, adults, like we have our own labels. They're just a little different. Right. Mm -hmm. So what a Saturn return is in astrology, how I like how my mind got a grasp of it was through a Saturn return where Saturn is the planet representing the energy of, um, restriction and maturity I view it very much as that crone woman energy of like, they have learned to be emotionally mature. So they're not like a cancer where they just are flitting from emotion to motion, but they're not the Scorpios that are like holding it within. And if they're not, if they're anything they're holding in, they're going to come out with vengeance And it's an earth sign of those emotions. So it's just a very like, it's uncomfortable. It's like a finishing school energy of like, did you make your bed? Is your room clean? Is every, have you organized your closet? Do you have a bunch of shit in every nook and cranny of your subconscious emotional body? Mm -hmm. And, um, and not to mention it is, that's the planet of Saturn, right? And it takes Saturn about 27 to 30 years to get all the way around the Zodiac. And that's why it's called the return. So that's where the same sign as when you were born, Saturn was in third, about 29 years later, it's exactly the same. 
And that's just like a cycle of growing up. Cause like I say, it's like, you're supposed to reflect, depress a bit, reflect on your past, see what you it's wisdom. It's turning your knowledge into understanding and wisdom and applying what you've learned so far. Mm -hmm. And, but it basically, you know, it's, it's different from, for everyone. Cause like I said, I didn't like being humbled like that at first. I cried a lot. Like I literally did a little baby girl fit, but only for a year, you know? And then I was like, okay, it is what it is. Let's do this. And I took it on with like robust commitment and I'm, I've lost 90 pounds. Um, I have a really good life like head on my shoulder about what I'm doing, what I'm working towards. So because I took the challenge on and because I was aware that was what was happening while everything started crumbling around me, it really gave me a sense of that faith that everything is working for me. And if something falls away, it is what it is. And if something comes up, it is what it is. Like it is, it's asking you to be faith, faith a lot. Mm -hmm. Redirection and, is protection. Amen. And upon that rant, because astrology is like, I could just go on and on. What was the original question? Oh, what a Saturn return is. So did I answer it? <laughs> yeah, I would say that you did. You, you explained Saturn a lot and, um, it's, it's a lot of emotional maturing, um, is kind of what I got out of that. And yeah, I think you and, did a great job. I mean, and that's honestly, that's me describing my experience. And that's a tricky thing is everyone's experience is going to be so different because not only is, do we all have different Capricorns the, or where I'm sorry, where Saturn is in, in different signs, but then even as the person that was born in the same year as us, we have different houses that this pressure is going to be placed on. For mm -hmm. me, my Saturn is in the 10th house. That's like my, what I want my legacy to be, how I am on the world stage. Like what my, like that's a big house to have all mm -hmm. this pressure in. And then I also have a lot of planets conjunct in that energy. So for me, like my Saturn return was like being washed in a washing machine and then spit out for some other people. It might be way more subtle, but just as important and groundbreaking. Like they might have to listen to the whispers instead of it being so like in your face, like mine was. Yeah. Did you go through career changes with it being in your 10th house or was it just um, like taking the lead of your life? Um, well, that's where it's a little confusing for me too, because you also have to add in that I had Vivian at 25. So, um, and I started, I always worked like 60 plus hours. I was a workaholic in the ego, you know, in the head. Um, mm -hmm. So most of my time was eaten up by working to make money to buy like the matrix basically. And um so when I had Vivian, I went back to work and my body wouldn't let me go back. Like it was weird. It, I didn't really feel like I had a choice, but I just couldn't go back to work. It wasn't right. It didn't feel good. Um, everything was kind of going wrong at the house. The minute I went back to work, like I just had to get back. 
So that was when I was 26. And so that career change, AKA dropping a career and being a stay at home mom was shattering. And I went from being distracted every hour of my life, basically to silence and being by myself with this kid. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and at the very beginning of that, and I'm not ashamed to say it anymore, but I was so angry. I had the most healthy child. She still to this day is just like a huge blessing. She's so understanding and smart. Like she's just an upgraded human. And I couldn't be more blessed, but I was so angry that I lost that. Like, it was like the matrix when he takes the pill, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And he sits in his shell for like a couple days, just really getting a hold of like, motherfucker, I woke up and this is horrible. Mm -hmm. And so, and yeah, that, so my Saturn return was very heavily laced with a lot of different things too, honestly, Mm. because I also decided to stop living a traditional lifestyle and went minimalist and was like working towards a tiny living situation at that exact time. I think that's beautiful. That's like where (laughs) I'm at. That's what I'm feeling. Um, I got rid of my couch. I don't have a TV. Don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about that life. The minimal, like simplify, simplify, but it is hard. It's, it's not easy to just, you know, go like that overnight. Totally true. And to be honest, it wasn't at the beginning it was really weird because I had started meditate. That was also when I started meditating for the first time. <laughs> uh, it's so weird to reflect on that time, honestly. Um, but that's also when I started meditating, like literally 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day, like r- routinely never missing a day because I got such a little high from it of like being in that quiet. Plus I was in my body, just had a baby so it was easier to like stay there for me. I mm. struggle so much more with meditation now, all these years later than I did when I very first started. When you really because like did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this seems backwards to me. Like I'm Benjamin buttoning this. <laughs> you know, the phases, the flow, the ebb and the flow of life is so real. And at some points in our lives, we need meditation a hell of a lot more than others. Um, hey, well said. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I love hearing that. And that definitely helps me. Um, My Saturn is in the fifth house. So home, family, kids, creativity, and I'm pregnant. Yeah, just got pregnant. 27, wasn't really planning it consciously. Um, Did I say that right? Yeah, but I don't believe that babies are coincidences. Yep. Perfectly. Yeah. I don't believe babies are coincidences and, um, yeah, I think they're amazing. Vivian is 
such a blessing. I will second that. Oh, and the kids she? that are here. What's that? I said, isn't she though? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And the um, kids that are here just, they're very unique and special. I really have um, an immense love for children and the elderly because we just got through talking about that Saturn return, right? So realistically, after 60, 61, 62, after that second Saturn return, you're now what we would consider elderly, where it, you, you would retire at 65 back in the day. Like, and then like the younger generation would come up and like take care of you basically after that. And then this is before industrialization and government assistance, but this was just like the natural flow. And the children that are, I feel like what's been missing is that elderly and children interaction. A hundred percent. I will agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. We used to all live in the same home and they're in both very similar states of like going back to being much more childlike. They have a bigger scope of life. So it's almost like the kids have a tiny little scope of life and they have such a vast scope of life that they're meant to plug in together. And what I see in the world is just different age groups hating on different age groups. And it's like, we're all meant to be different and like have different it. Yeah. I just feel like it's a little askew lately. Yeah. Taking self-responsibility. I, I put that on the shoulders of the women because we are the social side of the responsibility um, when it comes to our communities and keeping those tight knit relationships. And we've, I feel like we've really gotten a little distracted on trying to be prove that we can do what men do and kind of forgot that our roles are pretty important. Yeah. Um, I think that also back in the day, like yes. grandma, grandmas and grandchildren, like the grandmas that's, are so involved. Yeah. I mean, and that's so who it wasn't there. Yeah. So it kind of goes like both ways. Like, you know, the grandchildren would grow up and help take care of the elderly. But when they were little, it was, you know, your match, yeah. like the balance of energy is probably the yin and yang, but it's yeah. the total it's an organic thing. So uh, speaking again about astrology, the, what it got, I got so excited because I started tracking Pluto. Um, it takes about 280 some years to go around the Zodiac sign. So it's, it's a really far out and takes a long time to go around and it's irregular. It comes close and then swings out really far. So it's like an egg shape almost. Yeah, and it's not, you can't predict it like exactly spot on because it is not, <laughs> it no, doesn't no. measure that way. So I thought so too, until I went so far back that I caught on to a pattern. And the pattern is, and when I caught on to the pattern, I had such a large scope that I was in like the 1600s and I went up into the three, uh, 30s, 3000s. And 
we are in, and I mean, you can see it as it moves through your charts. If you look up Pluto, sometimes it goes through a sign in like 10 years. And then sometimes, or you, actually about 12 years is the minimum. And then sometimes it goes through a sign for 30 years. And what our, where Pluto is right now is in those close. It's, it's changing signs every 15, 16 years where in the past it would be every 30 years. So there were more people blending into these generational gaps, if you will. So right now, that's what I'm saying is our generations are like cut different, different, different. And the only way to work together is literally allowing them to be who they are because that's, that's what their part to play is. And the only way we can do that is discern who we want as our social groups, because I mean, you know that I'm out here in Colorado and I live with an elderly woman and then I do in-home health. So Vivian is around that elderly influence, but it's not exactly my parents. Now, do I mind her being around my parents? No, not at all. I love when we go over and spend time, but like, if you're estranged from your family or they're just still not aligning with you, find other people in a community to do that same thing. Mm. Because families can be... What's that? I said, wow. And I just say that because it is really important to blend these generations. But when you have family ties, it can be too mucky. Pluto's Pluto's a difficult energy like Saturn, where it's growth. The plan is to grow. So you don't grow in comfortability. So it's uncomfortable for growth. And Mm -hmm. when you add in that uncomfortable for growth, like it's already kind of uncomfortable to be around all these different type of energies in such a short period of time but throw in some family baggage into that and it can be almost near impossible dude so just like that let go of it and really like network and find like a sweet old lady that is retired and wants to watch your kid and we'll do it for free while or you do i normally do i don't believe in free so i trade I owe it. I'm like, okay, I'll clean your bathrooms or can I help you around your house while you spend time with Vivian? These kinds of yeah. things. Mm-hmm. An energetic exchange. Yeah. You just have to think a little, like, what would you do for your grandparents? Would you charge your grandparents money to clean their house? Probably not. But would you ask your grandparents to watch your kid back in my day? Hell yeah. I grew up at my grandma's house. <laughs> That's so funny that you did. Cause with either side of my grandparents I was probably more close dad's parents Uh, but you're kind of cutting out a little bit on my end shit how do I um so I don't know because I can't see your side of the your okay your, your perspective <laughs> let me um, describe it let me change a picture 
It's saying recording my minutes, me as the host, you is connected. And then I have a finished recording with a circle and an X. So let's say a prayer. <laughs> Amen. So are, there, are there any other buttons that you see? There is up at the very top. There's the like add a person icon, but no, other than that, that's what we're working with. Okay, so I would leave the recording and then directly after, like, don't just exit out or anything. If it, like, says save, save it, obviously, but um, publish there is, it. Like, a library. Yes, publish it, publish it. Okay, I'll just go ahead and write publish it. We don't have to end it right this second, but when you started cutting out, I was like, oh, my God, I should probably save this because it was great. <laughs> I laid on my floor on my back because I was breathing into places while we were talking and that fucked it up. So now I'm kneeling and hopefully it's better. Um, But you were saying that you didn't get very close to either one of your grandparents. And I just wanted to finish that up because, you know, what I noticed is that when I got a car and could drive, I went over to my grandparents. When I was a kid, they would watch me probably up until I was like five. And then I was over there. Like I made pies with my grandma before Thanksgiving. We would spend a lot of holidays over there. So it wasn't, they were getting a little bit older when, and I didn't like get babysat, but I spent a lot of time with them Mm -hmm. and from my memory and but I do remember when I got a car and could had some freedom, I'd go over to my grandma and grandpa's house to see them. Like I tell you, I don't know why, but I've been obsessed with old people and kids my whole life. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I think it's so beautiful. Um, I do, uh, one last thing. And this is what it's like, just a beautiful story to like, why? So I've, I have been looking into a lot of histories with current events and astrology to learn and to see like how well they really are correlated. And so I've been looking up certain events, certain dates, all these things and Googling. This is, mind you, this is all like uh, online content. And um, then, but it like as online is, it's very subjective and a lot of different accounts and things like that. Right. So then I called my grandma just to chit chat the other day and I was mentioned and she goes, Oh yeah, I remember that. Like it was yesterday. I was 10 years old when world war one ended. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I realized that like, I knew how old my grandma was, but I didn't reason like really realize that she's lived through all of these wars and what a wealth of knowledge. And I spoke to her for like two hours. I was like, what were the food rations? Like, what was this? Like, what, what did you notice here? Did you notice this? Did you hear it on the radio? Where did you get your information? Like it was insane. And honestly, by the end, I could tell she was tired. She was like, well, gotta go. Like, I love you, grandma. Thank you. (laughs) I wish, you know what? That's awesome. And I think you should totally record her. And share I, it with I, me. <laughs> I want to do a podcast with your dad too, dude. Your dad is the same way. Like my grandma and your dad have similar energies where it comes to that. Where like 
those people are just dying to be asked. Like they, they remember things. They have a really good memory and like an emotional, they were present in their life through a lot of it that I am not. And so like all they want is to talk about it. And because I've missed out on being present for so long, talking to people that were actually there and experiencing it really is, it's different than something you read or it. That's why I'm saying it's so important to bond with the older generation. Like there are wealth of knowledge. (laughs) Yeah. I, for sure. I totally agree. Totally agree with that. And I'm just like, I'm easily distracted and we live in a very distracting world and they aren't, and they didn't live in a distracting world. <laughs> it's different. Well, they didn't have like all of the escape. Yeah. Yeah. That we have, they didn't have like cell phones and instant gratification shit all over the fucking place. Um, you know what I mean? 100%. 100%. A really crazy thing, because I'm sure we'll talk about it on a podcast for generational stuff. But I was... I've always, I want to farm, right? And I've always said that I was going to raise rabbits for meat because they reproduce really quickly and they're super low maintenance animals. Um, Mm -hmm. They're kind of escape artists, but low maintenance. Well, and so that's like a steady supply of like a good dark meat. Always wanted rabbits. Talking to my grandma. What's that? It's a great with fat. Great source of fat. They are. Vivian <laughs> says, can I keep it one as a pet at least? And I was like, sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> the poor thing. She gets it. Like she gets it. But um, so I'm talking to my grandma and she remembers when she was 10 years old and World War One ended. She and her grandma had or she and her mom had rabbits. That's their source of protein they had. And I never knew that. And that is like a deep internal want that I've had for so long. And I'm like, oh my God, is that mine or my grandma's that I feel? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's awesome. And that's awesome that you are consciously like aware that it maybe probably is like an energetic strand from your grandma. Totally. That is essentially in you because you are your grandma and she is you. But and even if you want to take it less heady, like physically, DNA, like my grandma's DNA, which is in my dad, to want rabbit meat because her DNA grew up eating it, was then passed to my dad, which was then passed to me. Yeah. Like you, you can take it all the way down to like the the like chemical makeup of our bodies, our DNA. Like it's, it's heavy. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be heavy, but it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I think that's just so cool. So, so cool. That is definitely where my, you know, I kind of think your conscious is kind of that ego headspace that you're in. And, uh, noticing patterns is its job and the subconscious just kind of stores it all yeah and and so it it has been interesting to be able to pay attention to what i notice stuff like that 
And I'm like, oh, that is such a mind trip. Like every, I can be sitting into in a by someone on a porch and we are both having two 100 different experiences because what we notice is different. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's different, but it's also not different because to even be sitting next to someone energetically, you have to be vibing with them. True. If you want to take it way far, but yeah, life is a perception. (laughs) That's my YouTube plug. (laughs) And I just want to throw this out there, not to take away from you, not to take away from your podcast, your YouTube channel, but I do want to share for those that want to follow me on Instagram, it's unconditionally angelic. And then I also have a podcast that I have like two episodes <laughs> so far. Super but, um, unconditionally angelic. And I've done like episodes with other people too, like Tove Pace, Rex Romander. Um, but yeah, my my podcast is unconditionally angelic and that's my Instagram too. And that's where I'm at. Boo. And uh, you're on TikTok too. I am on TikTok. <laughs> I am still learning how to work TikTok. And I'd say 90% of the time after I posted TikTok, I'm like, that was the lamest shit. I don't know how it turned out so lame, but I keep it up because I'm like, fuck shame and fuck guilt. It is what it is. And there's other people that struggle too out there. You know, I tell Vivian a lot, you know, we all start every podcast only had two at one point. Yeah. Every TikTok only had a few fumbly learning how to do it videos at one point. Yeah. You got to learn. It started from the bottom. Now we're here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Last thing, just to, because like, uh, this is just a funny experience and I have to share. So I worked at the psychiatrics hospital when I first moved to Grand Junction. And honestly, I was so bored. And it's like, it just was so not a, a match. I loved the work, but like the energetics of a nine to five corporation right Mm -hmm. and uh so when I get bored I like make fun like I get a little disruptive and I can admit that like make make some sillies right so for example one day it had started snowing outside and he was like okay everyone during a meeting he's like so I just bought a seven foot runner that's going to go in at the door um so we don't slip. And I raised my hand and I says, a seven foot runner. That is a large athlete. (laughs) (laughs) And the audience was split 50, 50 to 50% of them cracked the fuck up and 50% of them rolled their eyes and shook their head. And it was in that moment that I was like, the rolling in the eyes and shake the head is actually what I'm going for. The laughs are just kind of like bonuses. Like it's fine if they laugh at it. But uh-huh. to like annoy people like that is like I'm like sweet, sweet, sweet music. <laughs> I love that. I love that you made the best of both worlds. But what my original story, because you started singing that song from the bottom to the top. And mm-hmm. my boss was like, uh, hey, will you wrap those brownies? And <laughs> with the stop it. 
And I, I feel like I already know where this is going. I said, wrap the brownies. Okay. Yo, 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 I'm a brownie. <laughs> oh my hell. Dude, I have no skills whatsoever. I like when I I purposely move my body to look like really bad. Like and I just reflect and I'm like, that's what happens when I get bored. Like, just don't get bored, Sam. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. That is goofy and silly and funny and fun as fuck. And I love that. <laughs> yeah, I it's very dad jokey and I really liked my dad and it shows. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you for your time. Thank you so much for being on my podcast, Life is a Perception. Now, I'm on social media as well, but under Stellar Souls Guidance. Stellar Souls Guidance. Mm -hmm. Um, So feel free to also follow me there, I guess. We're following. She's also on TikTok as well. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> my TikTok. I'm the opposite about my TikTok. I'm like, it's freaking lit, dude. Go Your TikTok it. is lit. It's so <laughs> lit. I love it. The reason why I really like TikTok is I talk to myself all the time. So now I just record myself talking to myself and it's really worked out for me. Yeah, I love it. I love all your videos. Um, And yes, like you have some juicy ass thoughts. thank you um, thank you for having me on here yeah yeah thank you for sharing your time with me (laughs) and i look forward to uh, all of our chats they make me feel so good so yeah they are always really good and to be honest they're just packed with jewels like i said i learn from you all the time so i know if anyone's listening they'll learn too so i'm grateful that we're doing this and we've talked about oh, yeah. it for so long so thank you again oh yeah oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah okay love you up with some witty outro someday bye <laughs> bye <laughs>